and see whatever I see. I'll make the rest of my mind. Hey, for an infinite minute, let's stop the clock and be in it. What takes you out? Just forget it. Whatever you will allow. For an infinite minute, let's find a way to begin it. Forever and now. La 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 la. la let me go. I don't need to know where the slander goes. La 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 la. You're never Hey! Hey, what is up? Impromptu. I mean, this is this is a new time for us. It's Tuesday. It's Axie Tuesday. A little bit. I'm Top Dog. I'm Cash Zero. We, we got, got a we got a special guest. Special guest on the stream. The big man yeah, himself. Dave versus Axie. Dude. Axie Tuesday. Let's flip and go. Real quick, Dave. For the viewers that we're a newer channel, yeah, we're we're definitely a newer. Some channel. of our of our uh, friends uh, may not know who you are, so can you just give us a quick run it by us, real quick. What you what you're about? Yeah, so uh, I joined Axie back in like early March. Uh, saw there really wasn't anyone streaming on Twitch, and there was minimal YouTube videos as far as like how to get started. <clears throat> and so I was real upset that I couldn't know what the heck I was getting into before I spent $1,000 on a team, which my first team cost about nine fifty, uh, even back then. And <laughs> so so I watched, I saw some Kagi videos, saw the land videos. That was the only things I was able to see ahead of time. But it was the Flying Falcon purchase of nine Genesis plots for $1.5 million back then uh, that I got a notification in an app saying that was the biggest NFT land sale ever. And so that was a huge start for me. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would someone go spend $1.5 million on digital land? And then to find out that land wasn't even playable, that made even less sense. And so then that, that intrigued me to go you know, down the white paper rabbit hole and just read everything I could about Axie. I jumped in Discord, talked to Batman, and I was like, hey, is this real? Do I really have to spend $900 to play a game? And they're like, yep, you do. And so sure enough, uh, I jumped in, spent $900, fell in love with Arena. And I lost a bunch of birds because I had a I had a plant mech, uh, plant mech aqua team. You started lost with a team. mech. I like that. Oh yeah, because I read that. I read about their rare classes. I was like, well, these are yeah. rare. I'm gonna go rare class. That's a hipster. Why move. not hipster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so uh, and so I jumped in with that and thought I had a killer team, and then I, I did okay. Then lost a bunch to birds. So I was like, screw it. I need I need a counter to that. So I bought a bird. Uh, and then I bought uh, a Dusk with Turnip, figured out that combo. And then I ended up buying like 20 axes into Arena before I was like, all right, these are my 20 axes. I was about, I don't know, 12 grand in at least. And I just rolled with it. And uh, from there, just, you know, kind of continue to evolve, find different ways to improve. But finished 204 my first season. And then uh, Shut up. started to get into breeding. Started making videos, content right away too. Yeah, there was only about, but I was can caveat there. There was only about thirty. It's probably when the season ended, about forty k people playing when I ended. Maybe maybe seventy k, forty to seventy k when I ended that that season. That was two seasons ago. Um, but yeah, so I've been uh, I've been in Axie ever since and just been growing with it. So I started streaming like my second week on Twitch. They were terrible, and then I started uh, doing like a couple of YouTube videos that were also terrible. Uh, and then try to just self-teach from there. And then 
with everything evolving and growing, I was just kind of one of the only people that had stuff out there that I got a decent following and um, good community. You know, I've kind of kept it off of the watch to earn side, but it's been a blast. And now, uh, yeah, now we're kind of here. Now I'm joining you guys. It's great. But background on me too. I'm from the Northeast. I uh, spent the last five years before moving to Arkansas and Brooklyn. Uh, and now I've been in Arkansas for two years. And that's why we're in the, the beautiful outdoors, enjoying a Corona and a cigar. Beautiful. Wow. So we're not going to jump ahead, but Dave just gave you like a look into my life as an absolute <laughs> ass clown. Like the <laughs> purchasing Axie after Axie after Axie because you're like, yep, it's this, this POS bird Axie is screwing me over. I'm better than this. And I've just been rolling through and actually on Dave's stream last night he was like no don't do it um no don't and that's actually <laughs> it's, well, it's when, addicting. When we talk about when we talk about pvp awards i'll tell you why not to do it um it's actually not worth it Ooh, fair i'll give fair. you that i'll give you that, that. i love it i love it so we've got dave with us and i i was kind of going back and forth because jay and i found dave kind of mutually on twitch I think when you get involved in a gaming community, at least for me, you try to look for people that you enjoy watching and jive with so that you can pick up information. Um, I'm just going to flat out, like, there's not a ton of English channels that, like, I can watch for over an hour, but a lot of other games, like, back when I was playing first-person shooters and whatnot, you you throw a stream out of the background and you run that thing for a couple hours, no problem. I think we both agree, like, Dave comes off just a straight shooter, super intelligent, easy to watch stream, and that's what attracted us. 100%. Uh, off the rip. Um, and then it just so just so happens that, obviously, Dave is, like, super intelligent when it comes to the game itself, um, and a little bit little bit more than that with some of the stuff that he's doing, but we'll, we'll dive in there, too. What I really wanted to get from you, so we just had a huge turn of events in-game right kind of the yep. to the to the ecosystem um a massive shift from people playing a lot of pve to more of a pvp focus which i'm hyped on because i hated pve and i still you're did. not an well, it's, it's adventure even, guy no it's even know. it's even worse now it's even worse now but i wanted to kind of get your view as someone that again has been entrenched in this game is obviously highly intelligent who just kind of says what they think blanket statement overall impact from the perspective of Dave versus Axie with these changes. So, okay. So blanket, uh, I had said for the last two weeks, the only concern I had for the game was that I was going to turn into a dynamic where it was owners and scholars. And I said, if that happens, the people that are running around screaming Ponzi scheme, it actually is almost a Ponzi scheme, but it's almost a corporation where you invest money in and you can have a piece of that corporation running a small farm of your own that maybe breeds some profit. But for the most part, you're making your money on scholars. And I said, that is a huge red flag because a lot of the growth we've seen recently is not players. It is actually scholars. And I said, it's a great shout out to have a million daily active users, but if only 150, 200,000 own their own axes, and only 200,000 actually care to even compete in the arena. It really removes the axe, the, you know, the the uh, the drive for many people to actually want to improve in that space. And there's, and there's a big red flag there. It's um, so, it's so, so funny that you say that because Jay and I were talking 
we talk all the time about like next, what's the next pod going to be about? What's it going to be about? We wanted to get you on. And I saw a tweet. I can't remember the guy's Twitter handle, governor something. Um, and he was basically like chaining tweets together. And it was that same sort of thing. He was calling it a Ponzi scheme. You had people from Axie defending, oh, yeah. obviously, but to the points that you just spoke on. Um, so I think that it's cool that they're making this shift. I know I had somebody in my chat yesterday that was a scholar that's like, this was just dropped on our heads. This is devastating. I, I think a, an, another point is SLP was kind of on the decline for a little bit. This should salvage that or at least uh, allow it to hit us. It got uh, so high for there for there for a minute. And like, at four, what did it get up to 40 cents, Dave? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a it lot. Did. That's a that's a big number for SLP, and then and because when we came in, it was it was like uh, right around eight cents, maybe ten. Yeah, single digit, single digit. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think the SLP decline was the problem, and I think, I think that part of what they're selling is they're selling that the over minting of SLP was a problem, which is a fair take. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think it's a problem that they were really that worried about. Because if you want to fix that, you raise the cost of breeding. Uh, and I don't think that the problem of where SLP lives is actually going to be... 20 cents is not going to be a red flag, in my opinion, for SLP. SLP could be 10 cents. And there's still an incentive to play the game. I, um, I agree with that. It's, it's more about the relationship of SLP and Axie prices... Like, how long does it take to get a return on investment? If that yeah. is way too short, um, I think that becomes kind of a, a hype cycle. Like, oh, dude, you get your you get your Axie payment back in you know in a week. All right, that's that's a bit incredible. Um, yeah. And that would be, I, I would imagine, huge growth. Uh, the flip side of that is, yeah, all you have to do is grind for a year, and you'll pay off your team. <laughs> That'd be so brutal, right? <laughs> Just play adventure mode for a year straight. Yeah, and so and so that. That's that's the red flag. The only uh, quasi red flag I see right now is that for people that just got mm-hmm. in the game, if they had an assumed amount of SLP they could earn per day to play the game as a new person, that'll take a longer time. But again, SLP is kind of like at least on the flat, a little bit on the uptick. So I think it might you know hold around twenty cents for a while. It could dip that down at seventeen, sixteen, even fifteen. But then as you start to see people kind of recycle up, I think it'll be good. But the the other question is, too, is like, I think actually SLP could start to spike up pretty high again because of the people that are probably making the SLP now is not necessarily scholars. It's going to be owners, and it's going to be people that have a farm or that have a breed, and a breed maybe might actually be breeding for profit versus for scholars. Uh, so they might sell some SLP just to get that cash, but I think a lot are actually going to be like, all right, well, now my SLP is free. I'm making more than I was prior um, because once you get above um, – well, it depends if you're doing your adventures or not, but like, there is a pr- it's a pr- it's a pretty small hill to climb to start making more SLP. And my goal is to try to you know figure out the best way for scholars to do that. Right now, I don't. Um, right now, I've been telling my scholars if you're new in the last two weeks, it's ten ten, ten adventure, ten arena. You're gonna earn less than one fifty. I said you if you hit everything, you should be earning around a hundred. And then I said as soon as you get to, to level, as soon as you get past two weeks. You go 5, 15, 5 in Adventure, 15 in Arena, and you'll slowly get to level 21. But then you'll be 15 in Arena. That should get you about 150, depending on where your MMR is, but you should be over 1350 now, which gets you 9 SLP, we found out recently. And then um, 
that should then from there, once you beat level 21, you stop there. You don't even go for 30. And then you just put all your 20 energy into arena. Hopefully now you're four or five weeks in, maybe more. Uh, and then you just continue to, you know, crush arena, drive your MMR up. And I've told my guys too, don't stop playing arena now when your energy's done. And don't, uh, definitely don't lower your energy, your, your MMR when your energy's done. Like keep pushing that thing higher. So when you do have energy, you're at a higher MMR. You have more confidence with your team. You know, I have more money. I have right? 40, yeah, I have 40 scholars. I think five of them, six of them were consistent tankers that get the 15, 1600, <laughs> get all their wins, and they tank for like eight in a row. Yep. And just go down to 1200 for the end of the day or 1300, then they'll start back up the next day. Little, what do you call little it? reverse boosting reverse is boost. what we call it. Okay. So b- <laughs> before we jump to the next, I want to speculate on this because I'm someone that's trying to dodge adventure mode. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, yeah. I will do it. Yeah. So we're kind of thinking out loud here. This is something that Jay and I started spitballing. Um, Leo, who's a buddy of mine and one of Jay's uh, scholars. In theory, do we think that there's going to be... Well, first things first. Does this adventure mode, as we know it, possibly get eliminated or integrated into land gameplay? And if that does happen, if I were to duck adventure mode i'm like i'm just gonna, i yeah i heard you loud and clear adventure let's and i'm not losing let's earn that slp and then i roll in with my axie that i just picked up a couple days ago because i have a sickness and bought up all these <laughs> axie on the floor and then sold them off and i roll into land gameplay and they're like yep uh you go to fight a chimera and it queues up that same effing adventure mode screen and the chimera is like a level 21 and i'm like and you're a God level six damn it. or one because you bought new axes and haven't even leveled them yet. Right. Is that, is is level, that something that you think Are levels going to be happen? reset is right. what you're asking. Right, right, right. Will they be reset? Um, I actually bet they won't because they're going to have an incentive there. I think the other thing is, I think, oh, event, so I think adventure as we know it will potentially go away in some regards. That's my theory. Okay. I think what's going to come sooner than we think is going to be weekly rewards uh, once they get server fixed. It's been there since I joined the game. From what I've heard, it's been there for a long time. So why not create a weekly reward system that does reward the people that even though they, they're grinding less, they grind seven days in a row, you know, it's, I, I would say that should be worth something, especially if they accomplish certain things too. It's a great point. You know, and it, yeah. could be, and it could be harder things. It could be like, all right, we're going to take a screenshot or a snapshot of all MMRs Sunday at zero, zero UTC. And then if you are up 150 MMR at the end of that seven days, and you got all your, you know, your your daily quest done. All seven days, we'll reward you with a hundred SLP or two hundred SLP. I like that. Uh, is that is that a? Do you think it's a changing target? Hey, do this like this week or do this next yeah, week? Hundred percent. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I think daily will stay consistent. I would. I actually wish daily would change too. But it, there's not enough things they can roll into that. <laughs> but I think for the weekly they could because it's hard to say like, oh, go gain a hundred MMR today. Like that's not an easy thing. But over a week, you know, it may kind of make sense. So. I think all of that will evolve, but I do, I would hope, I would hope they're going to reward people that do have leveled up their axes to have an advantage in adventure, in, uh, not adventure, but in land play. Because again, I'm, I'm similar to Doug, like I'm a farm level one. And if I get experience, maybe, maybe once a week, I'll go try the next couple levels and then I go back farm level one for a week. Uh, that's Jay, Jay's been killing me on that. He's like, it's super easy. You just get to level twenty. I they do. blow up, and you get all. And I'm like, no, you don't just get to level twenty when you guys yeah, are you level grind. one. I mean, there's a grind for a little bit. Something you touched on, it, 
Dave. Hold on, wait, 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 hold on. You're going to step. Hold on. I want to go back one okay. second. You said you don't think they're going to reset the levels. They've reset levels once. Am I wrong? I would need to know when. I don't know when that I th- would have been. I, I don't know when, and maybe maybe Brit or if binaries in chat, uh, oh, let us let me, know. Let me refresh. The only thing that I would say that I know was reset levels was the move to Ronin from Ethereum. Uh, did we join when? Because when, no. when did when did Ronin jump? We were after Ronin after. was like in April. Oh, uh, like okay. We jumped in right after that. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the only that's the only time that I know of, and, and again, I don't chat my chat. My phone's been. Uh, but like, I don't know exactly if that has happened before. If it has, it would be news to me. Hasn't happened since I've joined, to my knowledge. The only thing at time I know is the Ronin move because you had to move them over. That they reset the levels. Then I know some of the OGs are are waiting for something. They have axes that have experience loaded on them, but they so they're not selling them. And and uh, mm-hmm. Sky Mavis has said, uh, yeah, that's worth something. But th- they have been a little bit elusive in the details on what. Be a clue. Like, is that going to be worth something things if you send them off to come. the Axie Grinder or... Um, oh, okay. Or maybe it's SLP or AXS or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah, but those that's a different type of experience. Like, that's from, like, that's pre-my time to us. I think that's, like, in the first, you know, 100,000 Axies or sooner that would might have some of that. And I don't even know if there's a way to track it. There might be. Um, but it might be less than that. It might be, like, the first 20,000 Axies that have that. Because I think it was basically from the old Battles V, like... The, the auto Battles. Yeah. Auto battles. Yeah. Okay. All right. S- something Dave started touching on kind of with all of this happening at once and something that he's been pushing for, which I'm totally behind. Um, relationship between managers, scholars, you're getting a total shift. So that's been some of the, uh, again, I'm only seeing a small part because my channel's not massive, but there's still people that came in on that first day that were scholars for someone else and were like, this is devastating. How does this change the landscape? You've got scholars that maybe they were given these teams that were only serviceable in um, in PVE. Right. Uh, you have managers that maybe weren't looking for hyper competitive people; they were just looking for someone. I, I've again, I'm I'm kind of throwing these these hooks out there because there's been tweets galore. I know Jiho has made some. <laughs> Some really savage statements <laughs> that I absolutely love. Um, and it totally reminds me of, like, back when I was playing ball. Like, if you don't cut it, like, cool, you're you're not going to get a scholarship. Like, it's just not good enough now to be, to want a scholarship. Yeah, so- the way I, uh, the way I try to, try to, try to add it to is like, imagine before you were building a house and you just showed up there. And as long as you like carried nails or held a hammer for someone or gave them the hammer, you got credit. Now you actually have to know how to use the hammer or how to use the drill. And it's not, and I would say you don't have to, I, I think, and this is a theory there too. This is also kind of speculation. I think the top MMR is going to widen big time. Like I think that to win this season might be close to 3000 MMR in season. A, it's longer. B, it's more competitive and there's more incentive. I don't know. We don't even know the cap on what SLP you can earn for matches. So the cap might be 40 SLP. I mean, it might never stop. It might just be every 150 or 200, you get another three to six SLP. That's a good point. So as we find that out, like, people are going to keep pushing that. The other question is, too, like, to also help with the queuing. If you've been in the top 100 or top 200, um, that sometimes that queue time can be minutes or longer just to get a match because they have to find the right level to battle with. 
maybe now they let that level be a little bit more uh, dispersed. Oh, sure. So that like if you're because it's still to get to 2,200, you still probably have to be pretty dang good. And you can probably compete against a, a 3,000 MMR team. You just might lose. Um, and so I think that that's, that's a fine thing to keep pushing forward on. Um, that, that I think, you know, to get to 1,500 shouldn't be that hard if you have a good team and you have the base skills of the game. You know how to roughly monitor energy. You know what some of you can, you can at least click the axes and know what the cards to look out for. You, if you have an abacus, you can do the abacus route. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, I think as you develop and grow that, and I'm going to try with my scholars because like, uh, but a part of me is I look for new scholars. If I'm looking at the economics, like I'm going to be looking for gamers. Like it's not just going to be a, hey, do I think you're going to multi-account now? Which is kind of the base qualification I have before. Like, are you real? Do you seem like a you know, human that's approachable? You, you do some of these checklists. You don't have ac- experience with axes before. Um, I think that's going to happen. I also encourage, and I think, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it probably in two weeks, three weeks. Um, I'm going to poach. Oh! I'm going to put it out there. If you have over a 1,400 MMR on your current team, but you have a bad split, come find me. Prove it. Come find me. Make sure you're going to delete that and get rid of that account, get your payout, and I'll take you. I love this. As someone that is diehard sports... Dave showing up like Nick Saban under a big old brimmed hat, like rolling around the the Gators fall camp, and he's like, "Hey, come play for come play for the Tide." <laughs> and it, but it, it gets it gets it gets also like kind of crazier too. Because here's the other thing: if I'm good at if I'm good, right, and I give good axes, or Elijah's a great example. Elijah does training every week with his scholars before this. Like he tried to only really get gamers anyway, so he was like built for this with his scholars. But now he doesn't have many. I think he has like twenty five. But he appealed to I'm not a, I'm not that high a paying scholar. I'm 65 to the scholar, so it's it's good. I think it's still fair, but it's like I'm not a 70 or a 75 person. But if you're going to get me to train you once a week in a group setting, is that worth five percent to maybe be better um, or to have maybe better axes? I don't know. Like I don't I don't know. I don't know if people want to do it, but like there could be some draw there too. Like who's the person that's training you? I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be. It's going to be crazy. Great. Yeah, it, it might even be the perfect opportunity to have like some sort of mentorship program tied to, to an NFT from someone that's obviously well... Ver- what? I think that might be you. It could, it could, could, be, it could be a thing. I think I've heard of that. So <laughs> He's never heard of it. So Dave obviously has been lobbying for better treatment anyways, and I think with this shift, like kind of like Dave spoke on, it becomes a totally different dynamic where... Now you have both sides. You have managers that are going to expect more from the scholars. Scholars should expect more from the managers. Dave, you can go ahead and plug your mentorship program, which I think is kind of a perfect opportunity. Even even if you're someone um, that's just looking to start their own program, I think we see a relationship between the changes in PvP, PvE, um, you have people like uh, uh, or groups like CTG that were already kind of doing this sort of thing. You have someone like Dave that's offering a mentorship program, and we've seen a massive change in the price of axes, which is why I've been dabbling on the floor. We're trying to create these teams out of like chop suey. I, I think that even more so now, your mentorship program kind of holds even more weight than maybe it did before. Um, yeah, what what are the advantages, Dave? What, what what's yeah, your so, program all about? No, that's a great. 
That's a great question. So I appreciate the the time to talk about it. But yeah, so we have seven people that have come in. I knew, I'm going to be transparent too, I knew three people before they bought it. So four people I've never talked to in my life bought the program on their own, DM me like, hey, I bought this. Or they just showed up in Discord one day with a verified NFT. And it's been a mixture of things. Like, So one of the guys is one of the top players in the world. Like, He's a top 100 player. He joined because he wanted to make sure he set up an effective scholarship and breeding program. Um, I have others that are brand new to the game. They just want to have a good breeding program, scholarship, but they also want to learn arena. Um, but that same guy, too, that also was one of the top players, he wants to talk about content. How did the YouTube content well? Like, feedback on all that. So the part of the mentorship program is, and this is kind of how I am in life, uh, I don't know if I've ever been the best at anything, um, transparently. But I've been very good at a lot of things. And good at everything, great at nothing. <laughs> Yes. I had coaches tell uh, me that. It was devastating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And so that's uh, and so that's exactly how I kind of am an accident. Like, I'm very well-rounded. I'm one of the, you know, top content creators. I'm, you know, viewed as one of the better arena players. Uh, I have one of the better backgrounds as far as breeding, card use, team building. Uh, and so all of that ties together that I, I tend to sold the mentorship program. Whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm going to work with you on. And so in the mentorship program, we're going to do weekly AMAs. Uh, it's typically around 10 p.m. Um, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Kind of depends on what the group wants. I didn't record the first one, so one of my guys was kind of pissed at me. I didn't do that. I apologize again. So I gave them all an extra. I gave them all an extra one-on-one time with me if you missed it. So I was like, "Hey, I apologize. I'll give you more one-on-one time." Uh, but you get a guaranteed one-hour private training with me on whatever you want, um, because normally that would cost like 0.1 ETH for most other coaches. Uh, and then we do the weekly AMA, whatever we want to talk about that week. So if you have questions on breeding, um, content arena play, whatever the group kind of wants to talk about, we dive into it. If no one has a set topic, it'll be kind of spitfire, whatever we actually want to go through on that week. Uh, but we have, a, you know, every type of channel you want to talk about from, you know, different links to help monitor or how to help breeding, um, a breeding channel, uh, streaming channel, um, breeding calculators, breeding channels in there too. And they get access to all my docs and I'm working on some other special doc documents for them too, to help them, uh, you know, manage their farms, especially because that's kind of one of the big folks we have right now. But I think right now, I mean, a lot of them, their first, you know, I got spammed in my that that mentorship circle of just like, hey, what the heck does this mean? Like, are scholarships still worth it? Uh, is it worth us still breed right now? Um, and like right now, you know, a little 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 snippet, like breeding actually might not be profitable right now. You should really be careful on what you're breeding, like and how many you're breeding. Um, just a heads up. I'll let you guys all do the math. But yeah, the mentorship program is a half an ETH. It's definitely, in my opinion, um, I thought it was almost too expensive. I had a couple people in Axie that have been in Axie for probably four or five months tell me it was not expensive enough for how much time I would put in or energy. Uh, and I actually asked the first five guys uh, about, a, about seven days in. I was like, hey, I don't expect you to keep track of it, but if you can, like, let me know of, a, of small wins that I get to save you money. And let me know roughly when you think it's paid off that you get made back your half and eat. All five of them DM'd in that same chat within 10 minutes. Like, it's already paid off. Huge. And they're like, I already would have bought all this stuff that, I, that you just saved me money on because I didn't have a bad breed. And that easily paid off itself right now. We're like, one guy was going to list something at 0.25, and we ended up getting him to sell it for like 0.4 in like 10 minutes still. Like, he probably still underlisted it, but I say I made him an extra, you know, 0.15 ETH just off that. So I was super encouraged by that. And I told him, like, I'm not going to oversell it. I, I, I was going to make a video, but I don't really know what the rush is. And um, so I'll probably get like a month to see what naturally happens. And then. After that, if we, you know, even if we only stay at seven or ten or whatever it is, uh, you know, maybe then go sell it out from there and try to bring in some more people. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, second AMA, if you do want to get in, will be Wednesday night at ten PM Eastern. 
Uh, and it was supposed to only be one hour. Last week was like two hours. So <laughs> if you, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's just fun for me. I don't really, uh, it doesn't really feel like work or like a job. It's just, it's just an enjoyable thing. So I, I probably could have guessed that it was going to be an undersell and I see way off 10 feet in front of us. Somebody goes, correct. It was not enough. I don't know who that <laughs> is, but I'm assuming they're, they're a holder. Oh, Taco Supreme. Taco Supreme. Taco Supreme is a member of the mentee program. Yes. And Dave, are you looking for the people that uh, you'd promote this for? Is this is this competitors or uh, I mean competitors in arena or investors into the game of Axie or uh, people who are in scholarship programs? Who is this meant for? Yeah, so it's 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 definitely meant for someone who wants to be kind of well rounded too. Like I, I would say, if you just want to come in and kick ass in arena, it's worth it. Um, but it might not. Here, here's the thing I'll say differently. Is that right now? I know coaching with top players costs point one ETH for an hour. It costs points or point point yeah point one ETH for an hour. I think it costs like uh, whatever it costs. It can do like an hour and a half. But I've looked at what they give you, and in point one ETH, they're giving you like two or three battles to watch and a little bit of talk about your team. So if meta changes and your team now sucks, you got to pay them another point one ETH. Yep. Or like if if, if your team gets you to sixteen hundred MMR, well now you got to pay them another point one ETH to redevelop your team. Um. And they might only do like you know arena development, and they they might not do team building, or though for point one eight they might do team building, but no arena development. And so my whole thing is like, well, if I could do that, like, and help you every month as things change, your MMR changes, or you run up to get something you can't beat and tweak stuff, you might still have to go buy the Axie, which and again, that's why it's also it's not that cheap. But like that way, you get consistent feedback on what you're working on. So even if you're just an arena player, I think it'll take more time to pay off that point five ETH and. It's kind of more on the enjoyment side than just, uh, you know, to be number one in the world because you do need to have meta axes and you need to be an amazing player to be, you know, one or two in the world to really pay all that off. But um, if that is just a goal of yours to be a really good player fast and then maybe you want to go on content, then I help you with that. You know, I'll help you like set up your OBS and like how to promote it and just just little things that have worked for me. I can try to help them out too uh, from that front. But most people are... Um, I say the most value comes when you're looking at breeding axes, scholarships, and trying to go from that front too. But definitely trying to help on the arena side there as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. Mostly, but almost almost all are. I mean, I would I would be shocked if someone that was just a scholar wanted to come in. But one of my guys had just graduated a scholarship program, and part of his first amount of ETH he had, he didn't have a lot. He's like, I I bought this, and he like had like four axes, and he's like, I know it's going to pay off, and he and he, he's the one too. Like in a week, said that yeah, it paid off already, which I thought was crazy. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, and it makes me feel it just makes me feel good that you know I didn't rip anyone off like that's definitely not my goal. It's just I also want to make sure I value my time and hopefully if it does max out, then um, you know that's the fifty people I'll focus on. I won't or, or uh, yeah, fifty people I'll focus on. Um, I won't you know I won't answer all the Twitter Twitter DMs or Discord DMs. I'll just focus on those fifty people and make sure they're the best. And how long does it last? So it's definitely six months until <laughs> I have a baby. It's not a lifetime. It is a lifetime. It's, it's <laughs> so I have a kid coming in Feb. Okay. Um, which is great first kid thank you uh so that's kind of like the unknown like i've heard kids are just crazy and i don't know how awful that's going to be if i go if i quit my job and go full-time axi metaverse nft side then it makes it a little bit easier because i still have to obviously have to work at some way at some way um but yeah that's kind of like the guaranteed you have me almost 24 7 six months oh, okay. um, after right. that after that we'll see but i told them too like after six months if you still have a ton of questions i didn't do a good enough job and so I told them there's be an opportunity we can grow the program. Um, and I actually have a second edition that um, I'm making the FT4 too, just in case. And if we get, even if it's only 25 of you guys that get through it or that get, get all the training, 
I'll launch a second edition. And if any of you want to become a mentor to those people too in here, so there's like three of them versus just one of me, I'll pay you from that oh, yeah. NFT as well. So they could also then just earn back money that way too by becoming a mentor if I feel like they you know, have all the right knowledge to make good calls and decision making. And I'm I, giving you a hard time on the lifetime because I, I saw your tweet this afternoon. Like a lifetime would be wild. <laughs> S- 24 hours for six months is a lifetime. Um, by the way, Dave, someone just redeemed points on my channel for a chug. Which they've <laughs> had no use to this point. So if you'd like a chug, yes, go ahead. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Leo also says uh, Aquarius baby, which I read initially as Aqua baby, which I don't know if you're breeding aquas, but Aqu- Aquarius. <laughs> we doing star signs now? Yeah, uh, okay. Aqua dude, Aqua. All right. Um, and Fong Corp says point one ETH for mentorship. I think he was referring to um, some of the one examples coaching. we were giving. The coaching uh, said seems too steep. Yeah, which, we'll, we'll call them competitors. And I'll, well, I would say that like mentorship programs for things where you're investing a lot of money, uh, it's 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 not financial advice, but it is financial advice. It's you know it's 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 a well-rounded kind of system. I mean, if you watch Dave's streams, you're picking up just nuggets of gold around. Yeah, if you, if you how, pay how to breed, how to how to battle, how to choose right. axes. Like, I I thought I picked up enough to start scrubbing the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I, sent, I, and I then can't I, wait to have that discussion. That's going to be great. And then I sent my so, axes wait. to Dave, and he's like, "Oh, you had you had this in the back." <laughs> so you didn't do the the point five ETH mentorship program, but you thought you gained enough experience from his. Yeah, his I was stream, like, "I'm mini Dave," and you're like, Let's "I got start this. scrubbing." And so. What happened? Like you started picking up axes? Yeah, I thought I was big brain. Um, I had a little bit of weed, started scrubbing the floor. You and I spent like three hours on Sunday where I'm talking through, and I like I thought I was hitting on all cylinders, which Dave's channel is great. I love the Unco Hot Butt, like deep dives into the floor. <laughs> and I think it's even more relevant now with how much everything has changed. I actually kept my uh, Ronin double nut, my Rimp double nut that I was going to sell because Dave's like, I think that the, and you showed even the difference between these floor and then even just having it pure. I had it on the market. I pulled it. Wow. So I am, I, and it's got great jeans. Um, but I think that's my favorite. My favorite thing about Dave is this ability. If you watch Dave on his streams and he pulls up the marketplace and he's on the front page and he doesn't even click on these axi. And he's just like looking at him. He's like, oh, boom, click. Yeah, this one's sick. And in the meantime, I'm like, Axie Card Explorer is open and I'm going back and forth. And like, I think I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. Let's, let's dive back into your journey in the beginning, sifting through this team, the opportunities now. And then I just want to get into your process. You're saying as a competitor, Dave, you said you started this game as a, you wanted to be the best. The very best, like no one ever was. So yeah. let's let's dig in <laughs> because I know a guy. I know a guy who has similar aspirations. Okay. Yeah, but he's not very good. So what would what would with, you tell with a lot of football let, brain damage go, rolled in? <laughs> let's just go through. So you started with this competitive edge, like, hey, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to do what it takes, and and I imagine you didn't stick with one team. You you cycled through, as you said, you went through a lot of birds. So how well, did... I start, no, well, kind of. I started out. I started out hot. Like I started out real hot. Like I thought I was hot shit. Like I think I went to fifteen hundred MMR in like four days, and I was like, I'm I'm the man. Uh, and then 
uh, I, again, I, just, I found everyone was using plant-based bird. And I had an aqua in the back, and I got smoked. And so then I switched it up, put the aqua in the middle, and I, I did okay. But I still couldn't kill the damn bird. Like, the bird eventually would kill my aqua, and then it was just, you know, two cards or, like, whatever, and I'm dead. And, and then I kind of got around that, and then the post-fight birds came. And I was like, oh, fucking it. Like, I can't even beat – now I can't beat that guy either. And so, um, yeah, so that was a lot of, like, <laughs> just trial and error. But here's really what happened. So I bought my first team. And it was, uh, it was probably early March, and I was so pumped. I did all the research about the rare classes, everything like that. I felt so good. I didn't do good knowledge of, of genes, so I kind of fucked up that transparently. <laughs> um, none of the, I didn't breed a single one of those first axes I bought. Um, I still have them. Um, they're actually in a Scholar account, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't breed any of them. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was going on a plane to see some of my best friends. These are the people that I played Pokemon with since I was probably 13. My best friends from and so we still played Pokemon. Like we were going to have like a Pokemon tournament at their this place we were going. Um, and then actually in, in college, in college, we never played Yu-Gi-Oh. We got into Yu-Gi-Oh in college. Like it's the most insane thing. Um, and then so we probably all spent $2,000 on Yu-Gi-Oh. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to sell these motherfuckers on Axie. Like this is going to be sick. They all fucking laughed in my face. I have now one of them has played. One is actually in my mentorship program. Um, but the other three or four have never even touched it. And uh, while I'm there, because it was still on ETH mainnet, I'm buying axes on my phone. Like, I'm hooked. Like, but what I did on the way down is on my iPad, I downloaded, uh, or I kind of like saved offline the Axie card tool webpage. Yeah. I had Excel on my iPad, and I was dueling back and forth, theory crafting teams of the best axes I could make up in my head on all the cards that I could look at. So I won like highest damage, highest shield. What are they? What classes are they? Um, you know, how do I jump to the back? What? Okay, I'm fucking losing the birds. What do I need to get rid of a bird? Uh, and so there was just, yeah, there was just so many, um, so much that came of that that ended up me buying. I ended up buying a uh, double stun. So in my head, I, I, I kind of theorycrafted it, but I got a double stun, double discard bug, which is great. And it ended up being like people had just kind of started breeding them. I think Elijah and Indus had kind of came up with it first. Um, but it was available on the market, so I got that. I then found another random bug that I thought was going to be wicked good. It was not. Um, but I did end up getting in that same pool. I got a turnip, zigzag, cactus, hatsune, dusk. Oh, I like so that. that thing was nasty. And actually, it's still it's in my Scholar 1 account uh, because some reason I didn't stick with it, and I didn't see the value in dust like that. Because I ended up doing better without it with a, with a double stun bug and stuff like that. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's, so that was kind of like what kind of got me into learning a lot of the cards early was just kind of theory crafting off that and making a ton of mistakes. But I think down there I bought four axes uh, on that one trip and then I bought another, yeah, I just kept buying them. Like I was like, I need, a, I need an aqua koi. Um, what else? Then? I don't know. I, need, I, I got an actual, like a different plant uh, that was unique too. And so I just kind of kept, you know, going off of all that. But the more and more you play, you just learn the cards. Like you can learn the parts easy. Um, I'd say as you start to get further and further, like just go look up every eyepiece or look up every ear well, and know what they look like. Let, let me and ask it, you that this, helps Dave. too. What yeah. If if you had to talk to yourself back then, knowing what you know now, and maybe not like a specific team, uh like, oh no, here's the team you want, what would you what would you tell yourself back then as you're buying up all these axes? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you like, kidding? What, what, Are you kidding me? 
almost all those axes are now sold. Like I didn't even keep most of them because they were kind of trash. And like, I need to start, a, I wanted to start a breeding farm. So I kind of went that route. Um, but yeah, like I should have focused. I, I mean, I was at a point where mystics were two E oh. and I remember me and a buddy talked about, it, we're like, who the fuck's going to buy a mystic for two E? Like, are you kidding me? This, this little things over here just is point two E and it's 10 times better. I can use it in arena. And, uh, Fucking idiot! What a dumbass! Uh, <laughs> don't make you and I, I, and I and I brought in I brought in in the first two months ten ETH. I mean, I brought in a decent chunk of money over time, and so I did go big. Like I bought a I bought a four part frosty, which is only nineteen of them or better, four or five or six parts. Um, I bought that for one ETH relatively early on. Um, I value it at like two hundred ETH. I don't know what the market's going to value it at, but there's only nineteen in the game. Uh, I bought a forest plot for like one point four ETH forest back game. then. I thought that. And I told people, like, that was crazy. Um, no, I sold it. And then I upgraded to an Arctic. Um, oh, sorry. Ar- right. Arctic oh. gang. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I started buying items. Like, I uh, started to see some stuff pick up. And so, actually, with Fast Eddie and CTG, shout out him, um, we split it. I think he paid just a little under 30% of it. And so, we got a Reptile plushie for 1.3 E. Uh. And now worth, like, 9 or something like that. Um so yeah, so like I've done some good pickups, but like I, I just crazy had I known what I would have known then, I would have gone so different into the game. Um, and I've encouraged people here too, like it depends on what you really want to do, and that's that's also you know not to reach out to mention it, bro, but that's kind of the goal. Like, and if you need to go floor, like I've I've done something with like that guy that was a previous prior scholar. I was like, all right, you can't afford these top top plants to like buy into, so we need to get creative and get you something that's usable to start this farm and make you some money, and that's what we're doing. If someone wants to come and make money right now, if like if you had, I don't know, say you had a hundred k, I don't know if I'd start a taxi farm right off the bat. I'd probably go buy some land, buy some items, I mean, go that route to start. It's funny. It's funny you say that. So I I took that piece yesterday from you where you're like, no, don't do it. And then Jay called me this morning. He's like, hey, I just want to talk to you about <laughs> your... like your issue. Yeah, it was like uh um, what are the, what's that show on TLC? Oh. Oh. Where they like shove you Hoarder, in a room? Hoarders, something no, like that. No, 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 no kind of hoarders. <laughs> like they uh, they bring like in like some yeah addicts. Uh, they bring in uh someone's got got an issue intervention intervention, intervention yeah. That's it. yeah. And he's like, yeah, maybe you just like because I had talked about this too when I had my very very first team, Plant Beast Bird. Uh, Jay and I used Elijah's video as kind of our our entrance into choosing. We wanted a team that was good. PVE, PVP, kind of cross-functional that would compete so we could get the best of both worlds. We got to see both sides of the game from a semi-competitive level. Um, and same sort of, like, the journey is hysterical. And also the the insight outside of your actual Axie, like the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. I was playing on my Game Boy SP in college, like, on the train to practice. And people would laugh at me, but that's just what I enjoyed doing. Um so I had this plant burst be- plant beast bird team, and immediately I was like, "This I I named my bird bitch bird because it was pissing me off. I was getting clapped by by other teams by reps. Like Jay and I did some some peer to peer battling, and he was slapping me with his reptile. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out on this team. And I ended up getting rid of them, and then I started a new team, and then I like. I cycled back and I was like, I need to, before I make any more changes, I need to like beat the death out of this original team, know them like the back of my hand. And then when I started watching your channel, I was like, I'm back in on the like scrubbing for these perfect 
build a teams and Jay's like, maybe you go back to your mindset previously and like work with this team that you've got. And I'm like, yeah, I'd probably. Be yeah. Well, part of your I journey was burn with, all my with plant-based bird. You were committed to that team. You even said, I'm not changing this team until I know the ins and outs of it. And then someone uh, time stamped that. And I, th- put and I think uh, after it, <laughs> right. you, you stuck with it for a while. And then and then you started swapping out a few pieces, and you actually kept the bird. Like you changed out the frontliner, midliner. Yeah, the bird the was bird. the one that I kept. And I was like, you hated the bird. I, I what's your bird? A, so my bird was, was. a uh, was yeah. I got rid of it because I'm an idiot. Um, it was an aroma blackmail little owl, all out shot. Yeah, uh, bud. I need I need body. I don't even know. I, I I will say I do not know the name of the cards. Uh, I know what those are. I know what those are because it's eggshell. Yep. Uh, pitch and post. Yep. Post fight and yep. uh, little owl. Little owl. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I wouldn't like if you named like I don't know. That's so, so funny, dude. If you named, I would not know the cards. I, I, I agree. I I don't even when I see the name of the card, I I don't even register the text. I look at the picture because I relate nope. the picture to the the part of the of the bird or whatever that I'm facing. Like, Maybe okay. that's half my issue. Is I'm like, like, oh them. look, uh, you know, you see the chomp mouth, right? The, or the tiny turtle, tiny or, turtle. or or yeah. tiny owl. Uh, is it little owl or tiny owl? Little owl, little owl. Yeah, little you're like owl. okay, a yeah, back door, right? So that, but I don't even look at the name of the card. Just, yeah, I look at the so, name of the card. All right, so so yeah, the only thing I would change, by the way, I say that I said like don't go buy arena shit. I mean, I do it every day. I had about one point two ETH. I needed to breed. I spent it, and I haven't bred in seven days because <laughs> I can't sell anything because I'm not selling anything at the price it's not worth. Right, and that's the other thing too. Yeah. I'd be careful. Like, actually, prices for good axes should go up. Because the point of this is that, like, right now, and again, people will still breed them, but, like, I'm telling you, like, do the math on breeding before you do it right now, because it might not be worth it. And if you're selling shit for, like, cheap, you actually might be losing on that transaction. So just be careful on that. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would say if you're building a team, most decent axes, you can probably build a team around. So there's one axe you absolutely love. You could probably build a team around it, but you need to look at all angles. So, like, take a team. <coughs> I just followed a bug. Um, right. <laughs> take a team. You need to make sure, okay, can it beat uh, bird, beast, plant? Can it beat plant, double aqua? Can it beat plant, reptile, beast? Plant, beast, reptile. Plant, reptile, bird. Uh, you know, can it counter all those things? Can you counter a perch? Can you counter a tri-spike? Uh, are you, if, you, if, you, if you have all those things basically covered, and if you, you know, I'd say, like, if you lose to two, if you lose to two teams most times, it's okay as long as I have the meta team. Like, right now, you can't really have a team that's not going to have a way to counter Terminator. The way you counter Terminator, the only team that I really lose to right now, I'm actually I'm back to running this crazy frontline reptile or frontline uh, plant uh, with a mech and a bird uh, with Little Owl. And uh, it's not a very good Terminator counter team. But the only teams I really lose to is Reptile before Beast, potentially. If they're the same speed or the reptile's faster, or a plant double reptile team, I'll probably lose to two. Outside of those teams, I'm probably not losing if I play my cards. That's a great point. And that's part of the, the difficulty of, of building a team and playing with it for a short time is that, especially when MMR restarts, where you have, like, you don't know if you're playing pro, you don't know if you're playing uh, beginner, uh, or, you know, anywhere in between. So your strategy for playing a beginner. Uh, where they come at you with everything, like oh, I got cards to spend. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna click and go. Versus playing a, a, a pro who's gonna like maybe wait till round three and have all their cards. So uh, that plus 
the different teams that you play, like all the teams that you just mentioned, like it's hard to really build a baseline of, hey, this team is really good until you've actually had it for some amount of time. Or if challenge server was up, where you've actually played against somebody over and yep. over again, over oh. again until you till you learn the ins and outs of your team and say, okay, this really does have a weakness against a rep or a bird or whatever. And that was some of the best benefit I saw was being able to to spam play Balthazar for like twenty five rounds in one stream. Um, he was plant or dusk double rep against my plant beast bird, and that was huge for me just to see like how does this guy think. How can I react to to some of his plays? He had to try spikes, um, but I, I think the coolest thing is right now with all these changes, there's a huge opportunity for for scholarship man scholarship managers, the everyday player scholars. Um, I know for my brother, uh, he's my only scholar, but I'm stoked that he may be able to get a team back, and that's part of the reason why I'm also so interested in how you build teams is he may be able to, to recoup and get his own team, even if they're not highly pure, rather quickly um, compared to maybe in the past where you're like, okay, we're shooting to get you a replica team that's full pure. Like that could take quite a while. Yeah, and would you, Dave, do you recommend uh, swapping out? If Let's say you have that, that uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, the, the star of the show. What's your? Oh, show pony. Your show pony. Let's say you have your show pony. Um, and let's say it's let's say it's your bird, but you have the plant and the the beast. What's your recommendation around? Okay, I, I know I want to keep the bird. Do you swap out one for like the same axi, but one card difference, or are you swapping out the other two pieces at the same time? Like, do you recommend small changes to as as a player who doesn't have a ton of ETH to to go and just be picking up everything? Like, what's the what's what's your recommendation for that? Great question. Uh, I actually, so the problem with me right now, and, and it's part of the arena ro- rewards, because, and I'll, I'll just jump into that real quick, because I actually have them pulled up, or I did pull them up. So the only downside right now, okay, I think if you're a very good player with a very good team, or if you're a, say you're a newer player, say even me, I'm only three um, seasons in, so this will be my third season. A top 100 player right now is going to get 15 AXS. So say that that's worth 50 bucks, right? A top player at what MMR? So the top 100, so 51 to 100 gets 15 AXS this season. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yep. So, like, at best case, say it's $100 even, that's 1500 bucks. Just to buy the best axes to get there is going to cost me 1500 bucks. Right. So, unless I'm going to be in the top 50, then, okay, we go top 50, that's 26.6. So, again, that's $2,700. And you probably need to have axes to swap out there, too. Again, that's probably the cost of the axes. So my only bet downside feedback to, to, to SkyMaters right now is that the rewards are nowhere near enough to incentivize uh-huh. the purchase of better axes to actually go out and have a team that you can diversify and be able to beat based on the MMR you're going to be facing. Um, so that's my only quarrel right now. So for uh, me, okay, let me I'm, let me change that up. Let me let me add a counterpoint to that because throughout that journey of getting to number one, you're winning a ton of matches. So you're you're also buffering the AXS cost with the SLP gain. Now I don't know if that's enough. That's true. That's a good point. That's a, that's a, that's a great point that I haven't considered in the new season. I'm, t- I'm I guess I'm thinking still from old seasons. New season, you're right. That actually might actually that might play out a lot differently. Um, but the challenge to me right now, so I'm the person where I just I try to switch out and make cool, fun new teams because I have three terminators, 
and probably three double talk terminators of varying styles and speeds. And I don't play them. I haven't played one once um, oh, no. in, a, in a match. I just don't. I don't. I. I, I kind of like refuse to play it. Why? Um, and I guess it's just like why? Like why? Why should I? So I'm gonna have a terminator. Terminator. The back line just duel off. Like, and yeah, I probably could outsmart the person and like based on energy play or like cards and like maybe beat them. But like, I don't know, man. It's like I, it's not. That's not how I like to play. So like, I'm. I'm. Much I appreciate like, you saying I'm, that because I hate coming up go. against terminators. You have a terminator. Well, it's not even just a terminator thing. Like it used to be the I double do. aqua thing, or it used to be the bird thing. And so I did the bird thing for a little bit, and I was like, "Screw this! I'm going to make a turnip build." So if I do, a bird does get my beast or my aqua, my plant's going to smoke that bird because hopefully then it draws the turnip and I can kill it. So to that point, like again, right now, so right now I've kind of made a cool build to kind of counter it. Like my front line right now is a plant that has Bumpy on the horn. Um, it has uh, Sirius, Bumpy, Sheba. And turnip. And what is Bumpy? I don't know that either. Bumpy is a ninety attack, thirty shield uh, horn. That every time that once it loses shield, it regains twenty shield oh, every turn. I pl- every every turn within that within that round. Yeah, within that round. Yeah, yeah. it just boosts oh, up. Yeah. So if he's not getting attacked, it's boosting the shield, right? If you're if no, they're attacked, nope. oh, it's only on his it attack. Will only, it will only recover to the max, but you can stack them. So that means I can put two. If I know I'm going to get hit, I can put two on there. It gives me 60 base. Just just those two cards are giving me 60 base shield. Then every attack, every card, not every axie, but every attack, once I've lost some shield, will re- recover me 40 shield. Okay. I mean that's. Um, but but it's also but it's also a 90 attack reptile card that you know does good against. It'll do like 100 and 116 or no, it'll do 116 against an aqua. Um, so, like, you just do more damage. So, if it's a double Aqua team, like, if I can keep him around, it's good. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of cool things popping up right now. Like, I really like the combo of Sneaky Raid and Winghorn. Or Gerbil are very interesting because, like, oh. Sneaky Raid guarantees the back person. Winghorn and Gerbil guarantee the second person. So, there's no worry of, like, fastest or idle or lowest shield. You know if I play Sneaky Raid, I'm going to the back. You know if I'm going to Winghorn or Gerbil, I'm going to the second person in the lineup. Um, which I think is just, you know, it's it's really, it really can help you plan around that team. The challenge on that is like, if you do that, it's already a low uh, damage card. So can you really get around certain things? Can you do enough damage? You don't have a zero spend probably, so you might also have an energy problem. There's a lot of other variables there too, like to make it worth. That's why a lot of people are playing them with uh, Grass Snake. So that the Grass Snake's a zero spend, does double poison, um... And that's why that line is becoming so popular because it gives you the zero spend, gives you added utility. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of cool things around that too. But um, yeah, I love I love the experience that you're bringing the 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 card knowledge. That's so powerful in in knowing who you're play, playing against. But I mean, at the same time, you can also click uh, the cards or the axes well, and, and read those. I, so I will say. Um, that the, the, so I got really good and I got really good where I thought it was pretty hot shit and so we went to that I don't know if you guys were around but when I, we played did a Chief did a big tournament of all the guilds and like you could submit several teams so our team was Elijah myself and Bryce and so the fi- we made it to the finals it was myself Elijah Bryce versus Indez Polaco and I should remember the third I don't know who the third is though um, and so I was playing Indez in one of the matches and I had him I was like I got him I'm gonna win this this is great we're gonna win this turn and like we'll keep it competitive uh, I didn't realize that his, his reptile uh, uh, that his 
actually had reptile eyes that matched my speed. And since he had lower health, he passed to make sure he was faster than me. And I didn't fucking recognize the eyes. They were a different speed. And I lost. (laughs) And so after that, I was like, fuck this. I went and looked up every Axie with every eye. I looked up every Axie with every ear. So now I have a general idea of what all those are. I know 90% of them. So now when I look at an Axie, I can usually guess, based on the body and all the parts, what the health and speed is. And that's just like a crazy build. Um, But if it's a couple parts off, I can know exactly when I look at it, what's the speed, what is shield, um, and I might double check it now to make sure if I'm like if it's a really good player. But um, yeah, that was a learning experience for sure. Wow, because he knew it was his axi, but um, I, I didn't. Uh, so, Britt says, "Was it Wolf of Dam? Is that the?" It was. It was yes, because he was at work. That's right. He <laughs> right. came back late. He came back just for the finals. Britt, thanks for the memories. Um, anyways, but yeah, we, we we got we lost. We lost actually. Uh, it's a best of three. It's a best of three. It's a well, it's a best of five matches, and each match is every person plays a match against another random player, and we lost two o two o two o, and it was uh, all because you it didn't was know the eyes. Well, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I lost. <laughs> I lost that one because of it, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great learning experience. But again, like another big part of that too is like having a great act. Like Indes plays with a lot of axes that he does not use in arena and like the event and the, the seasons. He'll play with them in tournaments because people don't know them. Um, because you have your entire axie pool, which is what then we started calling for. Like, well, it should be like a twelve max or a fifteen max axie pool, so that you don't just have unlimited. If you are like a whale or you know if you're gonna have a huge guild that can give you tons of axes, and we didn't plan for it. So actually, in the tournament too, I got, I got called a cheater because uh, Elijah sent me an axie. Um, and we didn't know it was illegal because it was all like in our team. And he, he didn't use it. It's not like he used it in one match, then sent it to me. It was just that he sent it to me for the match. Yep. And um, we got called cheaters. So. That's, that's funny because that was, a, that was a write-in on my eSports proposal. Um, some of it was things that we wouldn't be able to execute because we don't have pools quite that large. But pre-submitting teams gotta know. Um, yeah, in a... DM to whoever the, the tournament host is or if we were pulling from like in a perfect world uh, we thought of the idea and I'm sure that other people have as well having Mavis having these axes that aren't saleable and basically having a pool that they offer out to competitors if you were in like a highly it's you against Indez and having them sift through the pool you and Indez see all of the options that each of you could choose yeah. and kind of ha- like that's your intro into the in- advanced scouting from like a, a true esports perspective where you don't get just blindsided yeah, um, right. or you have a sense of what you might get blindsided by as opposed to just a like last minute swap in right. type deal. So I think that's I w- that's kind of funny. Well, I will say as as, as a mini plug, I talked to I was on a phone call with Chief and some others, and um, there's a there's a tournament that we kind of came up with that if it comes to fruition, it will be one of the most exciting tournaments. Not only I think in action, like I think it could be one of the most exciting esports tournaments that I've at least witnessed or been a part of for sure. It, it's it's like it's a wicked cool idea, and mm. so uh, it sounds like it's going to come to fruition. Uh, hopefully, we get enough of the big names to be a part of it too. Um, I'm optimistic to be a part of it. I don't know if I'm that big in, enough yet, but uh, I hopefully will be. But it would be a really, really fun tournament. I don't want to spoil anything because Chief hasn't really divulged anybody. But um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's exciting. So well, if you I learn your that, eyes, if you learn your eyes, maybe a little chin. But <laughs> <laughs> until <Yeah>. then, <laughs> well, we're we're kind of buttoned up against uh, Axie Chat, guys. It's Axie Tuesday. 
Um, I mean, this has been a great conversation. Uh, Dave, I hope we get to do this again. This was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm all in. Yeah, Dave, th- this was great. If we had another hour, I would love to just get into, and again, maybe it's a, a it better to have it on the side so that people can kind of be sent your direction for these, uh, the mentorship NFTs, um, like just the, the start to finish. I, I'm, I'm still so enamored by like, you find one when you said yesterday that you would put my dusk in the back. I was like, mind blown. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that thing going to do in the, in the back? It's got did one. Try it? I did. I got clapped <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> so it could be user error. 100%. Um, but yeah, Jay's right. We'll we're gonna we're gonna close out here. Dave, thank you for joining us. It definitely won't be the last time. Um, we're gonna we're gonna close out. We'll send you off. Hang out in the chat. We're gonna send you straight to Barnar. Barnar's channel and Axie Chat. And you can find this podcast on um, on any of the streaming any platform. platform. If you go directly to Anchor, where uh, which is our host site, you can find it on on anything. Uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify. You're, you're, you're still good. I don't think he's live yet. Okay. Oh, we still have. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's usually, he's usually, he's good for five to 10 minutes late. So, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Okay. We, we may even just, we might just wave it out um, oh. and have it tuned up to send over and That's just kind of, kind of talk after. Hey, hey, by the way, I, I still have cigars. So if you want to, I mean, we could just go right to the next show. <laughs> right into I, it. I, mean, I love it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I still got a cigar. I still got more beer. Like, I mean, if we want to go right into the next show and just pre-record, let's uh, let's go or whatever you want. I don't care. You can save it for like a, a three week away from now, you know, release whatever you want. Okay, perfect. Ooh, all right. Well, with that point, <laughs> one of ones. What? So <laughs> you're on the marketplace, and we won't go too long. We'll we'll end up sending it over because we can get. We, we could get super in-depth with this. You're on the marketplace. You're scrubbing the floor, whether, say you're my brother, and you have just enough knowledge. It's a, He can't afford to recoup a full-blown full blown purebred team um, like mm-hmm. I gifted him. Where do you start? Do you start with a, a specific type? Um for me, a lot of times, if there's a card that I'm in love with, so I, I showed you, uh, it was called Third Eye Blind, which I was able to sell and not lose on. So big pat on the back. Nice. <laughs> I was able to recoup some of my mixing and matching. Um, but I, I got super into the tiny dino that I have on my reptile currently because it just claps aquas and birds. Well, and then it does. I started looking, Jay and I started looking at Double Talk comboed with that. I was able to find Third Eye Blind for super cheap, and that's where my journey started. Immediately, I was like, Third Eye Blind goes in the back because of that tiny. It's going to take four rounds mm-hmm. to charge it up. Whether that was right or wrong, what is your start process? Is it just simply, okay, I like this actually. I'll figure out where it goes later, or card, or type, or... So, yeah, you can kind of go that way. I, I would usually say, okay, what what do you hate? And, you know, like, it, it, it's kind of almost like it's to kind of play a little bit to know. But if, you, if you're new to the game, pick an axe you like. Uh, there's certain things you have to have. So here's kind of my prequels and what you kind of have to have on every team. You need to have at least one zero spend. You need to have at least one way to gain, destroy, steal energy. Um, you need to have probably four to six attacks over 100 damage. Um, health, 
if you don't think about it, but at base stats, you probably need to have at least 130 health points. Well, can I stop you real quick have... on, on the attack? So four to six total? At least, yeah. So I think least. that I think that might be one of my hang-ups is I get oh, like you don't attack, have the... I get attack greedy. I'm like, all these guys got to hit heavy. Oh, gotcha. No, they don't. Well, they, well, if you if you don't, you have to have utility, right? So like, so like, you, if you if, so you can have more for sure. Like, you can have six to eight. You can have ten. You have to at least have four to six. Right. If you have four to six, you probably have to have a chomp. You have to have a snail shell. You might have to have a fish snack. You might have to have um, a turnip, a perch, something, a uh, wing horns, a little owl. Like those are things that will utility into something else. Um, but if you don't have anything of like high damage, like it's very hard to overcome. And yes, tiny down on your right does truck stick anything really after level five. Even a bees, it can do good damage yeah. against. Um, the problem is, is what if you draw those first? And you also have to do the math on cards. So there's 24 cards in the deck, and you know, I, I always have to like say like you could even you could even draw them up. Like just go put 24 cards in a pile, oh. shuffle them. Draw <laughs> well, we almost got into IRL card scramble mode when the full game was down, and we were like, we need to keep practicing. Right, somebody, right. somebody prints yeah, some no, cards up. But grab your top. So just just shuffle them up, see what top six you get, and like what the hell are you going to do with those cards? And if and if it's and if you keep seeing garbage. And probably your composition is not balanced enough to last. Interesting. Um, but yeah, like I'm starting to leverage health a lot more important. So like I'm trying to like make sure my team has at least 130 base points of health mm. to 140 is probably the ideal um, to be a little bit tanky. Um, speeds is like not as important, but the speed that really matters is how you measure team wise. So like a good example, um, like if you have someone with uh, Chomp that goes first. That's probably not an advantage because you're going to chomp and you can't attack anything that same axie. Unless you're going to, like, you know, uh, Little Owl. Or no, you can't Little Owl. If you see Gerbil and Chomp, it's okay because you know you're going to go to the second axie. But if you're going to chomp the first axie, well, you're not leaving them stunned for their attack. Right. Um, unless you have, like, a big gap there, too. So this is a lot of the variables around that as well. But, yeah, just making sure that you have ways to steal, gain, destroy energy. Uh, making sure you gold. have a, some high attack cards. Making sure you have enough health, like, that's all that really matters. And then, like, can you counter common things? And if you can't counter them or kill them, it's important. And then, like, what's your backliner? Just, just, just honestly, pick up 1v1 versus anything. If your backliner loses a lot of 1v1s, just if you put any Axie against it and it keeps losing 1v1s, it's probably not a good backliner. Yeah, great point. Um, and I, I and think usually, I think my toughest, the toughest thing for me right now is picking a mid. I think the mid is mm-hmm. the hardest. I feel like I find yeah. combinations that I'm semi comfortable with from because that's something that as I started getting deeper into the the PvP, um, I was looking at things from a, a matchup perspective. Like how I I want to turn the tide of the game to get the matchups that I want, but then from the middle, like this this last little floor team that I built, that's all I was shuffling was middle, middle, middle. I put the the tiny dino in the back, and I couldn't find. I think the the one that I had the most success with was um, it was a reptile with the with Barb, Chomp. I can't remember the other two cards. Um, pretty tanky, but it's still like maybe I didn't play enough with it. Uh, but I still didn't feel That's hyper, thing too. hyper comfortable. You you have to be. And I know Baron is live now, but um, you have to be uh, super comfortable whenever you're going to try a new team. I say give yourself 15, 20 matches and just record them. Like just, and if you're new, like 
You can have a good feel if you, as you get further and further along, but just record your matches, wins, losses, and what you lost to, because then you can actually find your true weakness in that team. Right. And as you get better and better, you'll probably be able to identify like, it's okay, real I know I'm right going to a bird, but like, yeah, just, throw just, the film if, on. If you, if you, yeah, if you give yourself 15, 20 matches, you'll have a good feel. Okay, how many did I actually win? And you might go on a losing streak of five at the end. Right. That's okay if that's you okay. end up 12 yeah. and eight. Because your, your ratio is, you know, whatever, 60% or something like that. Like, that's that's good. Like, that's a good ratio in an arena. Like, and there's another thing, too. Indez, Elijah, top players are max 61, 62% win rate. So, you know, shoot for that. But, like, I say if you're a good player, 52 to 57 is a good win rate um, with your team. Love it. Well, yeah. Dude, thanks for the... Thanks for being on the call, Dave. This has been a lot of fun. We need to do it again. Uh, I think we're going to pass it over to Barnar. Yeah. Uh, I've been Cash Zero. I've been Top Doug. You've had Dave versus Axie on the call. Uh, You'll find the pod, Infinite Minute, on your favorite streaming platform. Yeah, just go look for it. It'll be there. It'll be there. All right, folks, hang with us. We're going to roll the music in. We'll send you over to Axie Chat. Axie Tuesday, Axie Hard. Dave, thank you. Thanks, Dave. GG's, y'all. Thank you, guys. Let's find a